for a time of prayer and meditation, and we're praying for you, and we're praying for the services, and we're praying for the Bible study, and we're just praying that God would have his will and his way in our services, and this is a great time of blessing for us, but uh, we know that it also turns out to be a great blessing, uh, time of blessing for you, too. Uh, one of the first things that, that Alan mentioned uh, when he said, man, it's good to be here. A 
because this is a scripture that we're called to tell about. Can a righteous, can a good, a loving, a holy God let a man die and go to hell who has never once heard of Jesus? How in the world are we going to answer that question? Well, I believe that the Apostle Paul has already answered it for us in Romans chapter 1. So I pray that today and next Sunday, because today is just part one, I pray that you'll listen carefully. And you will realize that you don't have to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in fact, Paul even begins that way in Romans chapter 1, beginning in verse 16. He writes, For I am not ashamed, say not ashamed, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because what may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has shown it since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were dark. Professing to be wise, they became foolish. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for shedding light on some of the most difficult questions that we have about salvation. And Father, I pray that today, Lord, your word would open our hearts and invite us in to a more, a deeper understanding of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, have your will in your way in this message. For it is of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. But what about those who have never heard the gospel? What about those who are lost and never heard the good news? Is God just to judge them for all eternity? Is he righteous in doing that? Is he good? revelation factor. Factor number one is the revelation factor. And the revelation factor states this. All men have some light. All men have some light. Now to try to cast some understanding on this, I want you to imagine 
the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Now I want you to imagine for a second that those who claim that they never heard the gospel, they're saying, Your Honor, Your Honor, I'm not guilty. I'm not guilty. We never heard the gospel. We never knew how to be saved. We're innocent by reason of ignorance. Now imagine the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul is the prosecuting attorney. And Paul says clearly to the father, to the judge, Your Honor, I will prove that they are guilty. I will prove that they are not innocent because of ignorance. I will show that they cannot say that they never had a fair chance. I will show that they never, that it's not true that they never had an equal opportunity. And I'm going to call two witnesses, two witnesses to testify against these who claim they never knew. These who claim they never heard. And he says, witness number one, will you take the stand? Witness number one, would you give your name to the court? And he says, my name is Creation. Oh, Creation. You're the witness that proves God exists. Yes, I am the witness.
there is no God. It says the things that are made testify that the Creator exists. Witness number one is creation. But then creation steps down from the witness stand, and Paul says, I now call my second witness. Will you take the stand? Will you tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? And he says, I will. Will you give the court your name? And witness number two says, my name is conscience. So we have two witnesses. Creation, the outward witness, and conscience, the inward witness that God exists. He says, what may be known of God is manifest in them. was asked this morning. Does anybody have a conscience? Every human being was designed with a conscience. Does every person listen to his or her conscience? No. Sadly, no. But we were all designed with, created with a conscience. In fact, in Romans chapter 2, the Bible tells us, for when the Gentiles, now another word for Gentiles is those who have never heard the gospel, or when the Gentiles who don't have the law, that is, they don't have the Old Testament law, when the Gentiles who don't have the law do the things contained in the law, these who don't have the law become a law unto themselves, who show the work of the law written on their hearts, their consciences also bearing witness. And their thoughts, either excusing them or accusing them. So there are two witnesses. Two witnesses that all pagans, all heathens, all the people in the world, even those who have never heard the gospel, there are two witnesses that all people have on the face of the earth. One is the outward witness called creation. The other is the conscience inward witness that all people have. So what I'm telling you is, is that you have a built-in knowledge of God. You have some light, some built-in knowledge of God. There was a song out that said, there's a God-shaped hole in all of us. And I can't prove that scripturally, but I believe that's pretty accurate. There's a God-shaped hole inside of us that's put there by our it's a desire to worship. It's a desire to know God. In fact, St. Augustine said it this way. He said, the soul of a man is restless until it finds its rest in God. God made man to glorify himself. In fact, he even said in the book of Isaiah that everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I formed him. Yes, I made him. God made man, God made women to know him, and until we do, it's like we're a round tail. 
with only God in the church. So I thought about that and I said, okay, what about the atheist then? What about him? Atheists are those who claim there is no God. They claim that they have an intellectual problem accepting that God even exists. What about them? are not atheists because of an intellectual problem. Atheists are atheists because they have a moral problem. It's not a problem with the mind. It's a problem of innate sin within us. It's not a matter of intelligence. Romans 1.22 says even, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. It's not a matter of the mind. It's a matter of morals. There is no God. For some reason, the atheist gets uncomfortable with the idea of God. And so he says, if I get rid of this idea of God, then maybe I'll be more comfortable. And if you notice how adamant, how angry that the atheists get when they try to make their point, they are so stubborn because they know they are threatened by the truth that in their conscience, they know God is true. And it causes them to get quite angry. So what's the first factor? The first factor is the revelation factor. All men have some right. Will you say that with me? All men have some right. John 1, 9 even teaches us that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is the true light which gives light to every, say every, Give light to every man that comes into the world. Every. So the two witnesses, creation and conscience, they testify to the heathen, they testify to the pagan. What's the tribe y'all been talking about in Sunday school? What is it? What is it? What's that guy's name in the tribe? Huh? Six, six, and six, six, or something like that? Alright? The guy in the foreign tribe? Even him, and even the pagan, even the one who's never heard the gospel, no matter who they are, no matter where they are, they have some right. Creation and conscience, they have some right. I didn't say all right, but they have some right. That's the revelation factor. Now, here's my second proposal. The first factor is the revelation factor. The second factor is the refusal factor. What in the world is the refusal factor? The refusal factor is light refused is darkness in truth. Say that with me. Light refused is darkness in truth. You reject God, your darkness is going to end truth. You'll look in verse 21. The Bible says that because, are they, because although they knew God, that is, by conscience and creation, they knew God existed, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile, that is, they became useless in their thoughts. And guess what happened to them? Their foolish hearts were darkened. Because light refused means darkness. Darkened. All men have some light. 
God gives you creation, when God gives you a conscience, and that conscience speaks to your heart, whether you be a pagan or a, a, a tribe in the middle of Africa or any individual on the face of this earth, when God gives you some light, if you don't use that light to glorify God, if you don't believe in God, and if you don't trust God, then you begin to go backwards, and your darkness increases. Sunday that we are really 
We're really focused on that. And we're, we're talking about that offering. We're praying about that offering. We're asking our people to give to that offering because we want to support the work that those missionaries do in North America. But then this visitor gets all hot under the collar. And he starts saying, those Baptists, all they ever talk about is money. I ain't never coming in here again. That's the last time I'm going to come to this church. All they ever talk about is money, money, money.
But since the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, so that even his eternal power and Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, so that they are without excuse. Can't we be people? They're in darkness. But really, they think they're in the light. While professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. But you know what? They think that you and I are fools. They may have a PhD, but in spiritual things, for them, PhD stands for phenomenal good. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. They worship science as a god rather than worshiping the God of all science. And never ask, how did all this get here? Or maybe they just worship themselves and refuse to bow down and humble themselves before God Almighty. Now I know that many here have heard and have responded to the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I also know that there are some here who never have. Thank you. 